up inside some swank office all day, kissing the big shot's feet? Not Fred Flintstone. this guy when we were cruising the boulevard one night uh, well actually we worked together at the gas station his name was Ringmore and uh, his dad had started up a new sports manufacturing company or he was hired to help develop uh, pole vaults you know like, the athletic run yeah run jump and you go over the pole pole vaults and landing equipment and crossbars and stuff like that and his dad was looking for guys to start open up a new a new uh, facility, and so uh, I put my application in. Of course, his dad hired me, you know, because I knew his son. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. And uh, and plus, I was a, an extremely hard worker. And uh, <laughs> shameless plug. Well, yeah. So uh, I was kind of amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure glad you said that. that that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so uh, uh, the one thing he liked about me was uh, uh, when I did when I was working there, I never looked at the clock. I go, I, and he came over and he asked me after about two weeks. He says, "I know she never look at the clock," and I go, "Well, you point the clock out to me, and I'll be looking at it." I go, "Cause I can't find a clock anywhere." He <laughs> says, "All I can go by is the the sound of the bells whenever it's break time, because we were on a time clock." <clears throat> and he just kind of laughed. He says, "Well, he says I don't see you standing around doing nothing." I go, "Right." I go, well, "That's because." I'm getting paid to do this. and uh, That's a great mentality yeah. to hear your employer have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, uh, so uh, I worked there for a few years. I became lead man. We did starting blocks. We did cross. We did uh, the crossbars for, for the pole vault and the crossbars for the uh, high jumps. And uh, Basically, yeah. to work there, you had to like you learn know it. a lot you, you of learn a variety. Yeah, you of... Learn, see, I started when it all started off. Yeah, I started so from the ground. Along I, I I started off on the ground floor. Yeah, so me and a couple of guys did. So we we were we were there. We we were there, and we pretty much knew. And uh, you know, there, there was a lot of stuff that that happened. And uh, what's what happens after, or what happened after the that job? After that job, uh, you you quit. Or I got into the union. Well, oh. I I I t- t- there was a. I let them know that I was I was getting into the union. I was applying for a job in the union. And they were all glad, you know, because, you know, I was already making up to $4.50 an hour. Um, like or tw- double the, the... Yeah, like 4 or 5 from the gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's because I worked, I, I started up at uh, $2.50 there and I worked myself up. Uh, and they had, well, let me tell you this, they, at the pole vaulting place, they had benefits. They had uh, uh, sick leave. They had vacation holiday. They had the vacation leaves, you know. Uh, two weeks if you wanted it, uh, and that's better benefits than most shops today. Yeah, I Jesus. mean back then it was it, everything was just like I always had money in my pocket. It was great. Yeah, and uh, so we were always on Friday night. Me and my buddies, we would go uh, um, to these major lounge. Uh, I'm gonna say top end lounges, even in our work clothes, and we'd walk right in. Hey, you know, and our food would be like uh, sixty dollars a plate. And that was lobster steak. You know, wow. uh, yeah, uh, that was Del Rey's or the California and in, 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 in Barbara. And, uh, 
a lot of a lot of top end stuff that we went to, but that was only on Friday on payday, payday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but anyways, after that, uh, uh, I did apply, apply for the union, and uh, it was kind of difficult doing that. My dad, like my dad, kept bugging me about, well, now you need to start looking towards your future. You know, and uh, I was already twenty one, and I. I, I Graduated into twenty. Was was he in the union thing too? Yeah, my dad was in. My dad okay. was in union. Yeah, and he's very well known in it. And uh, he uh, kept bugging me. You know, you you got to get a future. You got to have some retirement, something going on. You know, and back in those days, no such thing as a four hundred one k. That just didn't. What's a four hundred one k? You know, nobody had that back then. Uh, I know they had like a, what my brother called a second salary with the, with the company that you worked on. But uh, that was part of re- reinvesting money into the company, which... Uh, oh, kind of like a stock option, kind of? Kind of like a stock option, yeah, I would say. that. Like he called. He kept calling it second salary, but, you know... That's a nice uh, euphemism. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, my dad took me down to the union hall and what he calls uh, signing my life away. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah. uh, they... So I went and tried a few places out and nobody wanted me. You know, because I, I was going, what they had, A, B, and C list. The C list means you can just come right off the street and work. And everybody was looking for somebody that knew what that knew what they were doing. Experience. Obviously, yeah, experience. Right, of course. So then I went back to the union hall with my dad, and she said, and my dad knew the lady. Her name was Nell. And great, everybody knew Nell. You, you talk about Nell, they, they listen. So uh, uh, Nell goes, you know, why don't you start off as an apprentice? And I'm like... Okay, what's an apprentice? And she explains it to me, and my dad's like, hmm, "That's not a bad idea." What would you be doing? Or what, what would well, you be they they teach you everything that comes along. And I go, she says, she says, so, so what? Your dad? She says, she looks at Ernie. She said, Ernie, you're a mechanic. She says, I've got one here from Vernon Paving. They're looking for an apprentice mechanic. I go, perfect. <coughs> you know, and uh, so she gave us the, the paper. We went out there to Vernon Paving. And uh, the, the boss man, Leonard Allen, he comes walking out and he goes, he says, well, if, as big as you are, if you can't pull wrenches, he says, he says, I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> he says, I'm going to hire you right now. He says, right. So him and my dad went there and they talked and he says, you just walk around the yard, go anywhere you want, <clears> just <throat> look at things, find out what, you know, what, if you get the feel for this. And I go, but I don't have any tools. He says, just don't you worry about that. He says, he says, you got to be able to, he says, your dad's a mechanic. He says, you got to be able to pull wrenches. And he goes, okay. That was that, that was the phrase, pull wrenches? Pull wrenches. He says, you got to be able to pull wrenches. Interesting. That's kind of cool. He says, are you afraid to get your hands dirty? He says, not if I make enough money, you know, yep. and, and that's exactly why I put it to Leonard. He says, right. Fine, good enough for me. He says, because he says, I think apprentices at this time start at, he said like $7 an hour. So, um, that's another um, big leap. Yeah. From, so, um, a lot of crap come down over that because uh, I was a white guy, a white boy. He would, they weren't supposed to be hiring white boys. They were supposed to be hiring minorities. Oh, like, to, like balance they had, out they, the... They balance out the ratio in the company. <clears throat> and this, so, this was in the... What year was this? This was, this was like 78, 70, yeah, 78. Because uh, to be an apprentice, you had to go to school. So, uh, anyways, uh, to get me to sign up, uh, Leonard says, I want to hire, they call up the apprenticeship board. And Leonard goes, I want this guy here. He's, 
looks like he's going to be so I want this guy here See, and they're telling him you, you can't hire him you can't so they are African American yeah, what are so you talking they, they, about they argue for about 15 minutes she says she says hang on a minute I'm going to have Fred come out and they're, they're going to have a talk with you so he comes drives all the way out and, uh, and and talks sits down and he talks to us about it and he kept saying you, you can't because you, you got to have a minority in there and Leonard says now listen he says, I want to hire this guy. He says, I've had four minorities in here since the last guy quit. And he says, four, four minorities, and they work just until enough, they get enough for unemployment, and then they quit. They leave. They find something else, and they get unemployment. They go, the last guy, he was a great guy, great mechanic, and he quit. He says, now ask me why he quit. And so Fred says, well, so why did he quit? Because he had taken classes to be an air traffic controller. Uh-huh. And air traffic control went on strike, so they were hiring guys off, to off fill to, in the gap. to fill in the gaps. Right. And he went and became an air traffic controller. And she says, "So now I want this guy. I've had you guys have had your chance." He says, "According to the union rules, he says he says you got to <clears> give <throat> me. The, I can go out and get anybody I want." He says, "I want this guy, and I want him to put it through." That must have pressure. felt really good to have someone like. Just really well, stand the their ground for yeah. you, like yeah. on, on your end. Like he was oh, yeah. really like, no, on he, your side about it. That must he, was, he he believed in giving anybody a chance. What was the job? Like what? Like it was, you, it was a mechanic. I was I was a mechanic. Let's say uh, uh, well, changing oil and filters. Of course, that that's a common thing for any mechanic. To, you still got to change oil, lube things up, grease them up. Uh, but let's say a chain broke, you have to go in and fix the chain. Did you have um, cherry pickers back then? Uh, we engines? had an overhead crane inside the shop. Okay. Okay, and uh, it was a it was a big shop, and we uh, like uh, those things where you like lift like, like the cars get lifted up. Oh, uh, actually, we didn't have those. We okay. didn't have okay. those. Uh, we had an overhead crane that picked up a lot of the heavy stuff, not not machines, but just a lot of the heavy stuff that we couldn't carry, like a block or something. So, anyways, I had to go to school. I had to be tested that I'm qualified to go to the school and basically uh, I, I went to Rio Honda College to do the test and the, the class was packed. Everybody was going in to be mechanics. Everybody was just wanting to be because they were short on mechanics. Everybody was retiring and they were everybody wanted to be an operator. Nobody wanted to be a mechanic. So everybody there was mechanics. And, uh, so um, I did the test. It was a really easy test. It was like a sixth graders test. Like multiple choice, multiple choice. It had it had some geometry. It had questions about you know uh, mathematics and you know some, some really. I'm not gonna say they're stupid, but they were looking for something. And they wanted to see how your mind would work. Some of these tests that you take want to see how you how you think. You know, so um, after I did the test, they look at everyone. They go, "Don't call us. We'll call you." I'm like, "Oh crap!" So. Because I was supposed to find out if I had passed. So um, I get I because I, I was down too far from the uh, my shop the shop that I was going to get hired from. I went down there and I told Leonard. And I go, well, they told me not to call them. I'm they're going to call, they're going to call me. And he goes, so you still don't know? And I go, <clears throat> he says, well, did you pass? And I go, yeah, I passed. I go, that's a sixth grade test. He says, okay, he says, that's all I need to know. So we'll give it a couple weeks and see what happens. Well, in the meantime, I'm I'm already I've already quit the other job. Uh, I waited a few weeks and still no call. Uh, called Leonard up and I told him the the problem. So um, when I 
got off the phone with him. He says, come on down. So I went down there and I talked to him and, uh, you know, everything like that. He says, Fred's on his way down. He says, we're going to get this out. We're going to get this out in the open right now. Uh, Leonard says, this is the guy I want. I want you to, I want you to, I want to hire him tonight. He's hired. He says, but I'm waiting for you guys to do your job. Pull the test out and check it. Yeah. Just pull the test out and check it. So he goes, how do you spell your name? He calls him up right there, the apprenticeship program. We did the testing. Calls him up. He says, pull this name out. He says, uh, he says, check it. Blah, 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 blah. And Leonard goes, you did pass this test. Again. He says, I passed it. He says, if you didn't pass this test, he says, <laughs> he says I'm in a world of hurt. I'm in a world of hurt if you didn't pass. Yeah. Leonard, I got the sixth grade test. I go, anybody can pass it. He says, well, not everybody. Right. So um, uh, we walked around the shop. He was showing me things around. And you were making what? It was seven something? Well, it was 721 would have balanced. It would have come out to start at the starting pay. 721 an hour. And then what year was 1978? That was 78. That's $32 right now. Yeah. So you were making $32 an hour basically yeah. at... 19 or 20, 20 or something like that. Seven day I was 22. God damn. I was born in 56. Wow. Yeah. That is not bad. That, that's not bad. <laughs> that's three times <laughs> what I was making when I was like yeah, 19. Uncle Sam was making quite a bit off that too. So That's true. Yeah. That's true. So that's true. That's true. That's a piece of the action. <laughs> it's cut yeah. off everyone's stop. Yeah. So Fred's on the phone. He's talking <clears throat> to him and he comes out of the office. He says, well, you passed. And Leonard says, go sign your life away. He said, you go to the apprenticeship program. And then from there, you run downtown to the to the union hall. He says, he, Leonard looks at me. He goes, I want you to start Monday morning. He said, but I won't have any tools. He says, don't worry about it. He said, just start Monday morning. Wow. Said, I, want, I want you to be here at 7. You had your own car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Start at Monday morning, 7 o'clock. Um... He told me, he said, do this, take this apart, take this apart. Mm. And he says, get the feel for things. He says, any tools you need, just get them off my truck. Says, just, just, just get the feel for things out. He wanted to see how I handled them. I mean, you're, you're not going to permanently hire somebody. If, if you know, And I knew this. He just wanted to see how I handled them. If I was, a, if I touched something and I got a rag and I start wiping my hands off. You know, he, they don't want somebody that's going to wipe his hands off every time he touched a dirty <laughs> right. bolt right. or picked right. up a piece of chain that had grease on it. Yeah. Or they have a pick and clean up their fingernails every five minutes. You know, they don't want guys like that. Give me hand sanitizer. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> did ask me if I wanted gloves. I go, I can't feel with gloves. I got I, I to gotta be able to work with my hands. So, uh, yeah, he, he hired me then and uh, he let me work that one day. He goes, well, do you want to stay and work some more? And I go, I'll work all night if you want me to. He says, no. He says, I'll tell you what. He says, what I want you to do right now is get cleaned up. You can go home. He says, uh, and he hands me a key. He says, this is the key to the shop. You start at 6 o'clock in the morning. Whoa. Yeah. Shop. Whole thing. was. Just, I was the only one there. So, yeah. He just said, here you go. Just open it up. So, I opened up in the morning. And everybody's going like, who, who the how are you? <laughs> Who's this you new? Know, I go, I'm, I'm, my name's Bruce. I'm an apprentice. I go, I was just hired and I'm opening up. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I need this, this, and this. And I go, well, help me out here because I'm new. <laughs> I'm an apprentice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the shop was kind of a mess. So I kind of had to, you know, fix things up, clean things up a little bit. But uh, no, after a while, everybody, guy, all the guys knew me. 
We were like family. Actually, it actually turned out to be a family thing. So at, by, at, by, by the time 13 years goes by, yeah. you start as an apprentice day yeah. two. What, what were you at the end of? I was a, I was a journeyman. What they call the journeyman. Yeah, after after three years and you go through all your schooling, you have to go through three years of schooling. You have to have so many hours of being an apprentice uh, and so many hours of working to become a journeyman. Well, I got that all done within two and a half years. This is the nineteen. So this is like in the ninety, early nineties, then, right? Because seventy-eight. Yeah, about about the 90s, 90, yeah, when, when this all started happening. So then I went to work over to uh, Irish Construction, uh, which is in Rosemead, and again a mechanic, you know, so forth like that. And a uh, uh, lot of lot of good things came out of that one. Um, uh, learned a lot because everywhere you go, you're learning, you're getting a different uh, aspect of what the union work does. You know, with Vernon Paving, I was with asphalt. Uh, with Irish Construction, I was with um, I was with a communications. They did a lot of communications work. You know, fiber optics, redoing oh, fiber I optics see. and stuff like that. Like laying out into laying the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so uh, we did a lot of that. Uh, and I was, you know, all the different machines that they had to work on. You know, we were doing. You know, and, and stuff, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a, we had a good time uh, being at night. You know, we had a really really good time at night. <laughs> you know, scared of Halloween. I scared the shit out of my, my partner there. You know, what'd you do? <laughs> we have it upstairs. Uh-huh. It was called where the supply room is, and uh, Halloween was coming around. And we were listening to these ghost stories on the the radio, you know, and stuff. It's really like that. You know, it's, it up. it's yeah. Halloween, right? Yeah. So we're listening to all these ghost stories. One day, I, I I got in a little early, so I I ran a string up uh, over by where we have our batteries charging on the ground. I ran a string up, and I had a bunch of bolts, and it clinged up against a, a, a I think it was a shovel up on top there, and uh, which nobody could see. Everybody was wondering what I was doing. I go, I'll let you guys know tomorrow. <laughs> You'll find out. So, because these guys were going home as we came in, so Bill comes in. It was. Uh, it was later in the evening, and it was dark. It was starting to get dark. In fact, it was dark. And uh, he goes, Bruce. He says, "You know, if we, you've seen one of these around." And he had this part for a truck. And I go, oh, "Perfect." I go, "No, you know what? I think I may have seen one upstairs. As you get to the top, you make a right. I think it. There should be in one of those back shelves. I might have seen one." Okay, so as as he's as he's going upstairs and I, and I can hear him, he gets to the top and I cling it. <laughs> he comes, he comes running down so damn fast. He's I thought he was gonna kill himself. If it had been anything in the way, man, he would have he would have killed his ass, man. And, I'm, and so I'm I'm working on the batteries right where the string was, and I'm working on the batteries. And he said his eyes were like they were like they were like grapefruits, man. He was his they were that big, and. Um, I go, what's the matter, Bill? I go, did you find it? He goes, did you hear that? I go, what are you talking about, Bill? I go, what did I hear? He says, that that noise upstairs. I go, you were, I will hear you walking upstairs. 
I go, did you find it? Were you moving stuff around? He says, Bruce, he said, I just got up to the top of the stairs and something up there was starting to make a lot of noise, a lot of clanking noise. Come on, Bill. Do we need to turn the radio off? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I'm playing into his hand. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, seriously. Stop uh, messing with me, I'm, Bill. I'm sure, on, I'm sure it's up to the right there. Just go up there. All right. He says, did you follow me? And I go, Bill, I got work to do here. I just, just get up there and get the goddamn piece and... You know, that'll be the end of it. I go, come on, let's go. So I hear him start walking up the stairs again. Just just as he gets to the top, I pull that string and it clang, man. He comes running back down. And he says, you heard it that time. And I go, Bill. What are you talking about, man? Bill, come on. Okay, I walk over to the radio and I turn it off. We're not listening <laughs> to this radio anymore. I go, you're, you're, you're freaking me out, man. You're freaking me out. And this is all night at nighttime? This is all night. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was dark now. So uh, I go, just just get up there. Okay, come on, just get up there. He says, you're coming with me. I go, no, I'm not. I go, I need to do Bruce, I'm not going up there. He says, I'll find something else to do. All right, Bill, come on, let's go. So as I start start going up the stairs, I stop and I go, get up in front of me and you go first. He says, I'm not going first. He said, you go first. Bill, you're, okay. This is your idea, Bill. <laughs> I go, so... Just tell me how how this worked out. So he gets up to the top. He says, and and I got up to this point, and both times he says I heard this big clanking noise. Well, clanking noise. I go, well, which way did I tell you to go? Go to the right. Okay. So we found the part that he wanted. So we come back, and I go, you heard the clanking noise. I go, what's? It? He says, Bruce. He says we need to get downstairs. He says I don't want to be up here anymore. He says there's there's something spooky going on up here. He says there's a ghost here. And I go, he says, he says, haven't you ever, haven't you ever been downstairs at night when we're working and you look up and you think you see somebody up there? And I go, never. And I go, have you? He says, yeah. Oh he goes, my. yeah. So he's, he's really good. He's psyching himself out. Yeah. So, so I go, okay. Now, how did this noise sound? Like? He says, it was like a clanking noise. So I, I go, did you go over here? Did you check over here? And he walks over to the left side where, where I had everything set up. And, uh. He goes, well, what are the sounds? So I start banging stuff together. No, no, that that wasn't it. And I go, well, it has to be something. So I reach up into the into the where the bolts were, and I and I wiggle them around like that. I go, did it sound like that? He says, yeah. And I, and I pull the string. I go, I go, follow the string, Bill. He's like, what? I go, just follow the string. He goes, just stay up here. He says, I'm not staying up here. Oh, well, come on down. He says, follow me. And I walk all the way back down where I was working by the bat. All of a sudden, I was working down by the batteries. And I go, there was a string like this. And I go, and it's making all that noise. He, he says, that was, he says, you son of a bitch. He, <laughs> says, I'm a, he says, you know what a payback are? He says, paybacks are a bitch, right? <laughs> <coughs> he was so freaking scared. Oh, my God. The guy, I mean, he was sweating. He was that scared. <laughs> he was that scared. Ah. He says, oh, my God. He says, yeah, well, he says, you haven't heard anything. Yeah, wait till I tell the guys about this tomorrow. <laughs> he says, you're really going to hear about it. Did you ever see anything creepy or scary in any of your jobs? Actually, yeah, we we I did see uh, shadows up on the upstairs. I did, really, seriously. Like, you you turn around and you you see a shadow upstairs because it was an open up it was an open secondary uh, level. Oh, fuck that! So you you could see shadows up there. I mean, just out of the corner of your eye, it just catches and you're going like that, and you're, oh, okay, no, no, it didn't freak you out. Oh, what are they going to do? I'm not going up there. <laughs> I, I When I do That's go true. up there, I try to get all my shit before the sun goes down. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. That makes sense. Yeah. 
We stopped listening to that channel. And then after, um, so that was that one that job you had for four years, right? Let's see. After after uh, uh, Irish, I went to where? Oh yeah, Irish was also. Uh, everybody learned my nickname, uh, 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 Doughboy. <laughs> uh, Doughboy and Peaches. I had two nicknames. Peaches? Yeah. Why Peaches? Oh, uh, there's. It goes back to Vernon Paving, but uh, uh, every time we had a, a, a after Leonard Leonard Allen had passed away. Uh, and every time he gave me a job, I go, well, that's just peachy. I go, that is just peachy. He says, if you don't stop saying that, I'm going to start calling you peachy. <laughs> Where did, but did you get that from, like, your dad or something? No, or? no, that's just something I, I came up with. I go, that's just peachy. Because he was new, and I tried to get something to where we can laugh about. And the name stuck with me all the way all the way to uh, to Irish. And even the guys, they would yell at me, peaches. And I'd stop and turn around. Oh, my God, he did turn around. He does know that name. <laughs> You know, they would see guys at parts stores and go, hey, doesn't Peaches work for you? And anyways, after Irish construction, it was, um, well, then it became, it was right about the time we had those earthquakes. Northridge? Yeah. So 90. Yeah, 95, 90, 96, 97, 90, yeah. somewhere in there. 93, 94, 95. <laughs> We're really spreading it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> it happened in the 90s. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, January 17th, 1994. Yeah. And, Do you remember uh, that earthquake? Like, oh, yeah, I remember. What, what, were, what were you doing? Uh, I was at home. Yeah, it was just a, I was just, it was just a wiggler. I mean, that sucker just went all over the place. Yep. Knocked down a bunch of bridges and overpasses and stuff. I remember that. That's where, like, it, like, it flattened. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah, it the, the five or the, whatever the, 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 the two freeways that were. were on made look like mushrooms. Yeah, it just went boom. And it just smashed and all the cars. Yeah, on the double decker. Uh, yeah. yeah, remember that? It was a good one. What was it? What was it? Like a six? It was a six point seven. Yeah, six point seven. It was a good one. It was a long one. It was a long one. And and when I was laid off, they go, they go. This earthquake we just had today, Bruce. She says, he says that'll be bringing in a lot of work. Well, it did. Communications were cut and everything, but it didn't bring in hardly any work at all. For Why not? Me. I don't. Know. Nobody knows. Yeah, I worked there for about four years doing just mechanics, just mechanics, mechanics. And, then, and again, there's they they were into um, refurbishing water pipes. Um, now, when you move, because you know, going from from cars and then to communications yeah. and from communications yeah. to like water, did you was there like a learning a, a steep learning curve when you started each new one? Like, okay, this is a whole well, different thing. I got to like. Uh, it's we're is it new certifications or, or no, no, no? There's no certification. It's because once you're a mechanic, you, you're learning all this stuff as you go along. You start off as an apprentice. You're a mechanic, and you go to school to be a mechanic, and they teach you welding. They teach you all the basic fundamentals, but they teach you about being safe. They want you to be safe under no circumstances. Do they want you to do anything stupid? Like walk into a second floor where there's a ghost. Yeah. You know, right. If you see a string, be careful. <laughs> Don't. You know. That's a liability. Hauntings. That's a lot, yeah. That's how you, yeah. I believe you. We, we did a lot of, we had a lot of fun in the union, let me tell you. Because I went oh. out of town quite a bit, too. And we had fun. Oh, my God. But that's another story. <laughs> oh, my God. We did. We had fun. Um, yeah, I even hit a cow one time uh, Vernon paving on accident, yeah. 
or on purpose? It was an accident. Okay. okay. So that was out. That was out in uh, Nevada, where the cows and the wild wild livestock they they had open range. They had signs all over the place that said open. Range. They have the right of way crossing the street, crossing any highway. Oh, you, so you're liable. You're liable. No matter if, if they're standing in the middle of the freaking ass road or not, you so are you liable. Just sit and wait. They have horses. They have mustangs. Wild horses crossing the roads all the time. I mean, you got to think the a farmer or whoever owns these cows, whatever. Probably, you have to kind of, kind of mentally know. Okay, I'm going to lose five percent of my stock every year to car ten percent or whatever that's, yep. that's probably already factored into like yeah. the bottom line but he's gonna get his money because if you hit a cow you're not going anywhere right 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 so right. he's gonna get his money worth out of it yeah you know, there's not many work. hit and runs on a cow <coughs> you, yeah. yeah and it was like one o'clock in the morning we were heading on back to Tonopah. so as i'm coming down a hill and the headlights are pointed at the ground because I'm, I'm coming back up. Right. Okay, the cow's standing. Oh, Christ. There's a herd of cows crossing, and the cow that I hit, actually it was a black and white one, okay. but uh, as I came up and the headlights showed him, I could see the other cows, but this cow, his ass was to me, and he just kind of like looked around like, what's going on? And then I hit him in the, I hit him in the butt, and across the road, because it was a two-lane road, I was... Wait, what, what were you road, driving? On all four... I was driving a mechanics truck uh, that I had from Vernon Pavement. So that's like an F. It was an international pickup. It was an international mechanics truck. So big ass truck. It, it was. Like it was solid. like a, a one ton. Okay. 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 So as I hit this cow, the cow on four legs, I, I just kind of like followed him, and his, his head was still looking at me as he's flying through the air, and I'm following him because I don't have no other word. You know, he's just flying through the air on all four legs, and he's looking at me like, oh. you know. Yeah, he says, what do you do? I, I can hear him saying, what are you doing? And I go crashing through it. I didn't, I mean, he tore up everything. He thought, well, the front end is all mashed. Yeah. So, uh, and he's dead like a hundred another 50 yards away. And so from one o'clock, uh, cars, not even, I think maybe two or three cars passed that night. How fast were you going? And it was the, how fast was I going? 60 something. I wasn't going 60, very fast. The problem. 50. <coughs> It was open range. It was probably uh, I was probably going maybe 50, 55 maybe. That's a dead cow. <laughs> it did with, yeah. It's free well, hamburgers. He got a free ride out of that one. Let me tell you. Got him off the street real fast. So how did you get? I walked back on. I checked everything out. And I go, well, there's no way I'm going to start this truck. Yeah. Because it's, it's just gone. Everything was into the motor. The radiators leaking. Yeah, it was gone. Yeah. And there's transmission fluid was coming out. Um, so I walked out by the street and three cars in about an hour and a half passed and the third car slowed down and I go don't stop I go just go to town call the police tell them I'm out here I hit a cow my car is down 45 minutes later police car come out and a tow truck you know that was it got towed in and when, when I went out there, well, anyways, the police officer, when I checked the cow out, checked the car, he said, yeah, your car is pretty much trash. He's like this, come on over and tow him out. <coughs> he walked over to the cow, checked that out. He's got a, a blue ribbon uh, stapled to his ear. What does that mean? And he walks back and he says, you know, you just hit a blue ribbon cow. Oh, he says, you're looking at about five to seven grand, depending on how much they want to charge you guys. I'm like. Is so, so that means like top of the line cow? That was just top of the line. 
That's like it, it was. It was rated Blue Ribbon. They must have had them on them. They must have had a guy go out there and raid all the cows or something. Oh they my! Stamped, stamped the ears. Well, it wasn't it wasn't the smart cow, but yeah, well, <laughs> Jesus! I go. Why did he stop in the middle of the freaking road? They, were they mad at you? No, I mean they thought it was funny. Everybody thought that was funny. <laughs> You know, and then after a while, you know, it's just like, well, Bruce hit a cow. <laughs> what, what if, what if, like, you went to the cow and you and you looked at the hoof and there was a string, and you followed the string all the way to your friend? He's like, <laughs> I got you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, I have Bill call me Bruce. <laughs> it's did, Bill. Did I get you? <laughs> Took all these years, but I got you. <laughs> oh, I would. That would piss. Well played, me Bill. Off. Well played. Oh my god. Well played. Right. Oh my god. That would be funny. <laughs> What's the, what's the scariest moment in all of your like mechanics? Like, you get your your sleeve caught in a lathe, or someone like almost fell into a jet engine, or I don't know. Like, what what's the scariest moment to where you know got that you? I was involved with somebody that might have gotten killed? Anything, or, anything, or lose an arm, or, or a ghost, like or anything. Uh, the ghost was good. I mean, I was, <laughs> I can bring that one up again. That was funny. Um. I don't recall anything. Well, there's there's been snakes and up on, on the top of the machines when I crawl up and they they were up there and you kind of looking at it when you get up there and you just gradually walk back down <laughs> down the step. Nope, I mean that that's nope, pretty bad. Nope, but, nope. but the one that really that really scared the crap out of me, I was uh, working on a machine, um, and uh, the engine was behind us. So it was like a big box behind me. I couldn't see over it, and I had to replace the ignition switch on it. I turned the master switch off. Uh, as I'm working on it, i got to pull the panel out, change it. Uh, another, I don't know if he was an apprentice or if he had graduated yet, but uh, he crawled up on top of the machine to work on, to replace a fuel pump on the on the motor, which I didn't, I didn't know he was up there because the cover was already off. So he was already, he was on there, and I didn't hear him get up there. And um, he had turned... The switch, I don't know why. I thought he maybe he was off. I thought he maybe he thought it was on, though so he, he t- clicked it the other way. And he turned it on by accident. And so I'm working on the ignition switch and uh, not knowing he was up there. And to put his, he had oh to put his God. arms down between the, the fan blade and the motor and the fuel pump's right there. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready and I got everything put back together and I hit the switch. And because it should be alive, you know, I mean, the engine, it should, it should be laid, you know. So I hit it, and the engine turned over. He he yells. I'm yep. like, holy crap. And I jump up on the seat and look over there. What, what are you doing up here? He said, Jesus, Bruce, he almost he, uh, it took a sleeve of a shirt and he ripped it all up. Oh, my God. He says, he says, don't you look around when you... I go, Mike, you saw me working down here. And I go, I didn't even hear you. I go, why didn't you tell me you were up here? <clears throat> and his name was Mike. And... Uh, and I go, first of all, the ignition switch was left on because I'm, I'm working on an ignition switch here. I got to need to know if the wires are going in the right place. He says, well, I thought I turned it off. And I go, well, I'm, I, maybe I got that. But it was turned off, but he turned it on by accident. Yeah. And uh, so it wasn't like that. And he was, I mean, it. I mean, I was white. He was white. He thought yeah. he'd lost his whole arm. I mean, all I did was bumped it. and But it could it, it could have lost his arm like that. Because that, if it had started up, yeah, it would have sucked him right into that thing. Oh my god! Yeah, it, that was that was probably the scariest. I, I I don't think about that too much, but 
Yeah, that that would have been that would have been the scary that would have been the scariest thing around. I mean, I've had some pretty scary moments, but no, nothing like that to where I could actually have taken a guy's arm off. Or worse, you know. Or um, worse, yeah. So, so that's oh. why we put master switches in there. And he got up. He got up from behind. He had a ladder that he got up from behind the machine, and he never told me he was up there. So, there's there's a lot of mistakes that were made there. What's the what's the worst injury you, you ever had? Injury that I've had on the job. Yeah. Uh, I broke my wrist. Clear, clean break. In fact, it was such a clean break that uh, they couldn't even see it on the X-ray. It went right back together. Oh wow! And this is when I was an apprentice back back in the day. I was on top of the machine, and of course, it was a stupid move. And uh, I was trying to pull a, a gas tank out of a, a front loader, and I had a rod and a piece of wire, and you kind of pull it up from the bottom, and I, I let a little slack in it. And the rod fell out, and I went up, and I and as I knew I was going over, I had to flip over to see how I can save myself, and I'm going right on top of the front bucket, okay? And I'm thinking, I'm going to break my back. So I pushed off, went over the bucket, and I landed on my chest with my two hands on both with my, wow. on both sides of me like this, you know, on my left, on my left, my right, on my right, and I, I hit my chest. And at that time, I broke my wrist, my right wrist. And uh, walked into the shop, and Leonard there, and one of the other guys were there, and you know I'm holding my hand steady because there was I, I could barely move it. So Leonard grabs it. He says, "Yeah, looks like it's broken, kiddo." He says, uh, "He looks at uh, peaches." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> peaches, and and he goes, "Yeah, we're gonna have one of these other guys take you to the to the hospital." They go, well, we, we could barely see maybe a little line there. We don't know. It looked like a clean break. So we're going to send you over to an orthopedic surgeon and uh, who's not here today, but we're going to send him to his office, to the office, which is about 20 minutes away. So uh, he goes, I'm going to give you a shot. He says, by the time you get out of the hospital, you're going to be feeling really pretty good. He says, you're going to be feeling like Gumby. <laughs> so I go, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Okay. And he looks over at my partner. He says, you make sure you hang on to him. Right. So so I'm like this, and I'm getting halfway out the hospital. I can see the light. I can see the front doors. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everything became rubbery. <laughs> my whole body, I'm, I'm like, I got my hands, and I go, how far can I stretch my hand out? <laughs> and, and, God, what was his? I can't think of my partner's name. I can't, I can't think of his name. But anyway, I called him, and I go, he says, "Come on, Bruce." He says, he, "He says, let me." He says, "Let me stretch it out to you." He says, "I'll grab you." Oh and, and I'm like, "Look at my hand!" I hey, I could. I thought my hand was broken. I go, it's, "It doesn't even hurt." Oh he my. says, "He says we need to get you to the doctor's office before that stuff wears off." Right. I go, "Right." I'm just like, I'm like I'm walking on the moon, you know. And I go, "That was good stuff, man." That was. And you you remember that? Too. Oh yeah. That's I go, "That crazy. was really good stuff." So just as I got into the office doctor's office start wearing off and i'm like oh i think i better isolate this arm right because then the, the pain started coming back a little bit and he reset it oh. you know and he said yeah it's a hairline crack. it's not a hairline crack it's a clean break Compact, yeah that went back together so he put a big old cast on it about halfway up my elbow you know, yeah so, you nice. know but uh 
Yeah, and then when you get in, the, the doctor cuts the cast off. Yeah, it looks pretty good. And then he just kind of like, you thought the doctor was going to break your hand. He takes it and he bends it all the way down and around. Oh, oh my God. I'm thinking, oh, it did hurt. Oh, this is great. It took about maybe six months before I got back and they, they didn't even realize it was there. Can you, can you still feel anything from no, it? No, no, there's nothing. It's there. all good. It's all good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there's a little bit of carpal tunnel. So is it this one? I think it was. Which one was it? This one right here, carpal tunnel. Carpal, I'm sorry, carpal tunnel right here on the left side, which uh, was on the outside of the bone. And they had to go in there and scrape a little bit of the bone off because it, uh, it was rubbing the nerve too much. Would, yeah. And that hurt. That hurt a lot. Have you seen in all your years work a lot of like good protocols being made? Like, okay, now make sure if you know you tell the guy you're up here. You know what I mean? Like any new rules or, or in improvements? Well, in you, uh, the, the only protocol that I really go with is um, if, if I get somebody to help me, I got to trust them. If I don't trust them, I don't want them around me. Sure. Okay. Um, especially when it comes to having the engine running or something like that. I had a guy that was holding up a, a cover. Uh, I was working inside this big, it was a, a big routing machine. It was just a, it was just a, a metal cover. And all he had to do was just hold it. But he was talking to somebody else. So, so as I had my head in there, uh, he lets it slip out of his, because he was, he was talking to me. He let it slip and it hit the back of my head. I had to, I had to go to their clinic to have my head x-rayed for, for any, any concussions or yeah. anything. Yeah. That, that's when I decided no more of this crap. I go, I want somebody that I can trust. I thought I could trust this guy, but so now when I have doors that have to be, I just wire them off or I get a piece of rope and I tie them off or something like that. I go, I don't want anybody. If you're going to talk to your friends, talk to them, get away from me. Right, right, Especially right, when right. you're going to be holding something important. Like yeah, I need 100% of your yeah. focus here. Or I just troubleshoot it, and I just <clears throat> rig things up to make it work to where I feel safe doing it. I go, if I can't trust you people to listen to what I'm doing, and I go, then just get away from me. I go, i got to do this job, and that's the way it's going to be, or people are going to get hurt. Because if, if I do a brake job on a truck, and 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 I, God forbid I do something wrong, and he gets into an accident, they go, hey, the, your mechanic forgot to do this. Right. It's going to come down on me. It's not right. going to come down on the company. They'll get sued, but it'll come down on me and I'll lose my job. Okay, so so that kind of stuff happens. And, yeah, not to mention just the guilt you'll feel. Well, that of, too, yeah. yeah. yeah, cont- yeah so yeah. every time you do something, if you don't feel comfortable, then you go back and recheck everything. Right. And you do have a lot of mechanics out there. They just they think they know it all. They just go in there and fix it and, okay, get it out of here. So how long were you mechanic for in total for everything? Seventy-eight until I retired in um, fifteen. So thirty-seven years. So in thirty-seven years, which is got a good pension, pretty much as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Jesus Christ! What 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 what, sh- what shaped you in the, the most in a, in a positive way? Um, just actually, if 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 you uh, you learn to be safe. Uh, that's what they mm. taught me big time. Always be safe. Don't, don't do any, don't cut any corners. Um, uh, you, you, uh, get along with the workers. I always got along with the workers and, uh, I covered their asses many a time. 
because of the small stuff. And but you see, nowadays it's a little bit different. See, I started back in '78 in the union, and those were easy times where the the, the insurance companies weren't really running everything. And uh, it was a little more lax. Well, it was like it was, it was yeah. The atmosphere was much more laxed, and uh, so for for an instance, um, I had to go out in uh, Mission to Viejo mm-hmm. um, to uh, repair a, a, tra- a train uh, a track chain, and uh, there was asphalt all around, all hot asphalt. And I'm always telling the guys, track chain breaks, and you call me out. I want that dug out. I don't want to be laying in that hot ass. What's a track? A track. Uh, uh, we with a big paving machine, and there's a track on it, and there's a. Uh, oh, it's laying. That's a 200 link chain that goes around that turns the track. You have one on each side. Gotcha. Well, the, the 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 chain broke. In fact, I think it was a double link double double link 200 track chain, and it was hot. It was like 105 degrees out. So uh, I get out there, and the first thing I notice is everything's dug out. All the guys are just standing around. They had like 50 trucks behind them with asphalt, hot asphalt, and ready to be put down. They couldn't do nothing because the track chain was broke. So I'm like, oh, my God. And they had it up, and they, 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 they had it up in the air. They were able to move it somehow, get it up in the air on blocks so it could be up a little higher. Like, wow. I go, you guys, you guys really did good here. Thank you very much for getting I was down in the dirt and everything. I mean, no hot asphalt. And 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 uh, the foreman, we, we got along great together. He says, "Here, Bruce. He says, here's a cold Pepsi. He says you need to take a drink before you get down there." And I go, "No, Al, let me get started." He says, "No, Bruce. Says you need to get it. You take. You need to get a drink. Drink some of this Pepsi." He says, "Before you get started, because it's really hot. It's still hot. The machine. I mean, it was hot. The asphalt's like 170 degrees. You know, so. Wow. So, uh, and he puts his hand on the shoulder. He says, "Bruce, he looks me in the eye. Says, you need." take a sip of this pepsi and i'm like okay 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 just and i took a sip of it it was a beer nice he, nice. he got us a, a pepsi sleeve and he put the beer inside it and he, and he puts his finger to his mouth and he goes shh don't say nothing he says the inspector's on the other side of the machine so all the guys all the guys on the crew were drinking beer because it was hot. You're sweating it right out of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the guys were drinking beers in their Pepsi cans. <laughs> cool guy. Listen, we you have a, need we had a, we had some a lot. Pepsi. Yeah. You, you just stop what you're doing. You, you gotta take a drink. Yes, there's like a lime on the edge of it too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if it had salt on, I would have been in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that's the kind of cruise you want to work with. And like I said, those days are pretty much gone. But everybody, everybody just, they got along. We, we got along so good. With, this was Vernon Paving. We got along really good together. Well, what's the angriest you ever got on the job? We, we, had, a, we had a job up in um, Sacramento. And uh, it was uh, cutting roads up. I was, again, a, a, an operator mechanic. After, after I'm done running, I have to pull maintenance on it. And uh, it was me and a, a few other guys, and uh, there was a there was a guy and and the, and the superintendent of the job, and he had a thing in for I don't know he he just op, he was just everything that came out of his mouth was like well he knew everything I mean he he uh, he was like you didn't know nothing you know you guys are a bunch of I don't know if I can say you guys are a bunch of dicks yeah, you can, 
you know, the shop sucks. The shop doesn't know what he's talking. The shop doesn't know what they're doing. It's very condescending. You know, and, and he was saying that we were, were gassing up our trucks at this gas station in Sacramento. And Cleveland Charles, who was my partner, who was riding with me, he, he goes and he stands in front of me because he saw I was getting pissed. And Don Harvey kept, he just kept turning his back saying all kinds of shit about the, the shop, which is I work out of. You know, you guys are, you guys are knuckleheads. You guys can't do this. We, we get these machines out here and they all fall apart and everything. And, you know, if I was the shop, I'd fire everybody. You know, if I was the owner, I'd fire everybody on the spot. And I go, that's it. I pushed Cleveland away and I went after him. I was going to knock him on his ass. And Cleveland grabs me by the shoulder. He says, whoa, Bruce, he pushes me up against the truck. He says, don't do it. He says, don't do it, Bruce. And I go, Cleveland, get the, get the hell out of the way. Get the hell out of the way. I'm going to knock him on his butt. I go, I'm just, I'm tired of this crap. Bruce, just let it so go. So if he wasn't there, you would have. Oh, I, if he wasn't there, I would have. He would have. Hauled off. I think he still would have been there. I think he still would have been on his ass. Yeah. You know, and his uncle was there, Jerry Watson. He's just as bad. You know, I had a truck driver that almost knocked him on his butt. But uh, Don Harvey, yeah, Cleveland stopped me from getting, I probably would have been fired. Sure. But anyway, you know, I mean, you, you just, it gets to the point where, uh, you know, you get these guys, that's all they do. They antagonize you to do this kind of stuff. I mean, you, you know? got to stand your ground yeah. as an employee and just as a person. And, you know. I, I think he was mad because he thought he was number one uh, operator in the, in the, in the, in the company. Uh, he was a good operator, but I made more money than he did, and that's what pissed him off. Yeah, because yeah. because I'm not only was I a mechanic, I was how, an how operator. How do you even know that? He goes to the office every day. He has to, or after every week. I don't. I die from my. I go home after I'm done. I go home. I turn on my paper. I, when I when I get home from a job site, or when I go out of town, then I have to go to the office, turn in my paperwork, my per diem. You know, all the extra money I have left over. from, And he they, can see what you make and everything? And, and I'm sure he talks to the girls. You know, he sees the list. Him him, and uh, the vice <clears> president <throat> of the company, they, they kind of talk to each other. And after Don Fager had left, Kurt Williams comes out. He was the superintendent. He comes out. He goes, Bruce, he says, you're the top wage earner in the company now. And I go, what do you, uh, Todd, what do you mean? By, he says, you made more money than anybody else in the company. And I go, but everybody makes the same amount. He says you made you you work more hours. I and he, and he says and you know what he says this pisses Don Harvey off. And I go all right, <laughs> this is cool. I go I can live with that. <laughs> and Kurt just kind of laughed. He says I'll buy you lunch, Bruce. So, what would you kind of go into into the last question of sure. what would you say to someone who wants to who, you know let's say they're eighteen and they're graduating high school what would you say to someone that wants to be a mechanic as a career or like right now uh, take as much uh, mechanic school as you can that that pertains that has a lot of electronics involved in it nowadays everything's electronic if you don't have a computer you got to have a computer. Okay, unless you know everything about the the pre-computerized motors, which you don't see a lot of those around anymore. Right. I have a truck like that. I'm going to hang on to that truck because it doesn't have a computer on it. it like has, the... Uh, it has a carburetor on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like the one sitting out here. It's a Ford, right? Yeah, it's a Ford. Yeah. yeah. 
It has a it has a carburetor. I don't need a computer telling me what's wrong with it. Has has that made being a mechanic easier? Those those things that you plug in, it tells you the code kind of thing. Or? Well, it it does being a mechanic, um, having the codes in, but you also got to know how to read them. Uh, if it says like like now, uh, you have uh, on your engine. Let's say you have O uh, two sensors on both sides. You have the heated O two sensors. Uh, you have one on each side, but it's right up against the first one. That's what the first one's going down. And you got to know which O2 sensor when it says EJ3220 O2 sensor. You got to now you got to figure out well, which one is it? Number one, two, or three? Uh, is it on the right side or is it on the left side? Okay. And are these are they different parts for each well, side? Well, they're they're all the same. They're all the same. But why are you going to change the one on the right, right side yeah. if it's the left side that's that's bad? Because you want to up the labor. Yeah, bit. and you're not going <laughs> to you're not going to change out a, a heated O2 sensor if you don't need it because it's a little more expensive for the one in the back. I think it's got a different plug on it too. So so there's there's a lot of things to know. I mean, I had an argument with one guy. He says uh, it's the right side O2 sensor number one. I go no. I go it's the left side number two. He says no. He says it's the number number one on the left side, and I go no. It's, it's the other one, number two. See, how did you know that in that in that moment? Because I, I I fixed him. He was an apprentice. He was gotcha. a, he was there for about maybe four months. He was there uh, when I was with, when I had that uh, when I was off those two weeks with uh, with that back uh, yeah. pinch nerve, mm-hmm. and so they just let him work. Uh, I was off for a week, and they let him work for another week or two pretty good guy until he thought that he knew the world after being an yeah, apprentice. Why do apprentices say anything? I know. Just... I go, you got to listen to me. Yeah. I go, call him up. Call the parts house up. He'll tell you which side it works on. Call up the dealer. He'll tell you. It, it's the left side, not the right side. No, 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 no. He says, I'm right. All right, rookie. It's out of the, the form of the shop comes up. Bruce, just put the damn thing in. <laughs> just put it in. <laughs> so the, uh, the advice you'd give I guess up and coming mechanics or future mechanics is to kind of lean more into the because that's where everything's going is more computer based. It's, it's all computer based, and you uh, to have an automated to have a computer reader. Uh, you need a computer reader that reads also um, uh, not just engine diagnostics, but you also your uh, drive chain for drive train um, brake sensors too. Because that they're difficult, you got to be able to read those. Those are your speed sensors on your wheels. And you got to be able to read those. Uh, and if you don't, uh, you're going to have problems. When, when an electric <coughs> car comes into your shop, do you guys just go? God. Well, that I've never, I never touched an electric car before, I so I, I don't want to even bother with those. Yeah, because I, I can imagine like we got a fucking Tesla coming out of four. Yeah. Oh, Christ I sakes! Don't, <laughs> I don't see well, you know, electric cars. You know, they may go for the the office, the front office staff. For them to run around, inspectors and uh, uh, estimators to run around, to run around on the jobs for, that's fine. But construction, no, because you, you're right. in, you're in too much dirt and mud and, and crap like that. You, you know, you get something done inside one of those motors, and you're, you know, you got a four wheel drive, and you're going to be in trouble. I mean, uh, but all these younger guys that come in, they think they know the world. Well, <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. Good talk. And, um, yeah, appreciate. So, Bruce the Mechanic, yeah, thanks again, man. All right. 
Okay, I'll do the next one on you then. <laughs> all right, all right. Take care. Like a walk in the rain Like a storm in the desert Like a sleepy blue ocean You fill up my senses Come fill me again Come let me love you let me give my life to you Let me drown in your laughter Let me die in your arms Let me lay down beside you Let me always be with you Come let me love I was dating Janie at the time, my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you weren't married yet? No, we weren't married yet. Oh, I, was, I was still a bachelor. And uh, and I had a briefcase wherever I went because I, I was sometimes a foreman whenever I went out and did jobs for, for running grinders and, and, and stuff like that, road construction. Um, so she got, me a, she got me a picture. She found a picture of a, a two-lane road with a cow standing in the middle of it looking behind him with the words underneath it that said, you want me to do what? True love. Right and there. I still have that picture. That's still, it's still in my briefcase.